0: Assalamu alaykum. peace be with you. You're listening to Cup of Parenting Podcast and I'm your host Aisha, a paediatric speech and language therapist, mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. Why not take our free parenting quiz at www.quranquest.co.uk forward slash quiz this week i'm joined by hiba malik hiba is a really really dear friend of mine and i'm really excited to have her with me today on this podcast now hiba is special because Um, subhanAllah all my friends are special but she's a bit special special because she is a hafiz of the quran alhamdulillah and she also holds an ijazah for those of you who don't know what an ijazah is it's an accredited license which authorizes the holder to transmit a certain text or subject Um, so in her case ijazah in the quran authorizes her to you know teach the quran to other people and the tra- chain of transmission actually goes back to the original author who is the prophet muhammad so you know in the hibs world it's quite uh, common for males to hold this and probably less common for females to hold this so this is something um special she has as well as that she is actually a pharmacist by profession. She's originally from Syria but she's been in the UK for quite a while and she has been a teacher in our madrasa. She has done teacher training for us and she's even taught um, sisters in my sister's study circle that I used to do in the mosque as well. So uh, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa welcome.
1: Wa alaikum wasalamu warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Aisha. Thank you so much for having me
0: it's my pleasure Hibas I know you're really busy <laughs> um, <laughs> so thank you for taking this time out so i just want to take you back to the time uh, when you completed your hibs hibas i really enjoy when you tell me about this story so can you just tell us a little bit about where you did it when you did it and and who was your teacher because you you know you were taught by um the son of somebody quite famous weren't you
1: yeah, so basically um how this system is running in Syria. So for example, uh my teacher was get, you know got the ijazah from the Sheikh Muhiddin al-Kurdi. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, after that, uh, she taught me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to read the whole Quran, of course, by memorization to her. And every while I go to his son, because by the time when I started, uh, Sheikh Muhyiddin was died. Uh, so okay. I wasn't really lucky enough to, you know, read to him the mm-hmm. Quran. <clears throat> yeah. So what happened? Um, every every five uh, Jews, I used to go to him. And by at the end, we used to be tested by him in the Quran. hmm. So yeah, this is how it goes. But normally all the Quran, I don't read the whole Quran to him.
0: Mm.
1: I, I read the whole Quran to my teacher and I only got tested by him. That's it. Uh,
0: okay. Is that like for your final exam to get the ijazah? Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so what what he normally how it goes and of course i have to mention that everything has changed now because Mm. my sister in syria she told me that the whole system is completely changed it's been a while now it's it's Mm. 10 years since i i finished it so the whole system is completely changed and the way that that people got the ijazah is completely changed now Mm. So at that time, and to be honest, at that time, it was really simple. You don't feel that there, there is too much pressure on, on the people, you know, while they, yeah. they are doing that, you know, because they want to do that. And it was so simple. And you feel that there was Baraka at that time. These days, they, they make it so formal and mm. uh, uh, supervised by the government. You know what I mean?
0: ah okay so it's quite it's quite formalized now it,
1: it is it is yeah and even the certificate for example for me i got the ijazah in in the house of the sheikh
0: subhanallah <laughs> so for those now, of our listeners who don't know this is a really famous sheikh that we're referring to um sheikh Muhyiddin al-qurdi he taught the quran for 72 years in in damascus and was one of the most senior teachers in syria so loads of today's muslim Ummah well you know learn the quran from him from one way or the other i went back to him um and if you look at the photos of actually when he passed away subhanallah left the dunya smiling um amazing subhanallah so hiba what was it like like you said obviously you've been to his house what was that like you know knowing that it was just such a big privilege
1: yeah i i you know when i entered the house uh-huh. it was so simple and you feel that it, it was really full of angels of course, you, you know, um, I, I sat in a very, very tiny room mm-hmm. and it's like a library, let's say, <clears throat> because it was full of books. And uh, they put a curtain curtain between, between uh, us and Sheikh because we don't see each other. Yeah. And, and the Sheikh, for example, he tested me and he didn't know who I am. Mm. Uh, not at all so it was very tiny room and you feel that it's it's so you know you feel the the amount of peace in it Mm. so amazing and although I I was tested I felt so comfortable so uh, peaceful I wasn't that scared apart from you know when he started to speak and I started to 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 recite the Quran because you know it's not an easy thing, uh, so, and he was really, really strict, so, yeah, yeah but, but house was really nice. I, I still remember every single thing in that house, because they, b- before starting, they got, you know, our name, where are we from, mm-hmm. uh, who's our uh, teacher, you know, these things. That yeah. are like yes. So, during that time, I didn't speak anything, because this is my teacher's responsibility to answer him. We don't communicate with the ah, people okay, for, okay. for recite, recitation. So I was busy just checking the room around the books that pe- these people read, you know, I just wanted <laughs> to, but we, are, we we won't allow to touch any books.
0: Ah, okay. Even the
1: teacher, she told me, uh, please be careful, do not touch any books here. Okay.
0: Yeah that's amazing and Hiba you you know when you received your ijazah so remember when you told me this story was it wasn't it on your wedding day
1: um well what happened on that day to be honest my husband and I didn't we 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 decided not to do anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: until I got the ijazah yes yeah. so on that day it was Wednesday in the morning I finished and in the evening the sheikh and my husband dad was was at home to do the wedding it's it's not the wedding too. i don't know what's what its name but to just the like, nikah
0: you mean just to, exactly
1: just exactly, yeah, exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> that's amazing i can't believe like that's two significant life events in the yeah. same day. i'm yeah. just trying to imagine subhanallah like in the morning you get your ijazah, yeah. you know and and this uh, this amazing certification of hips and then in in the evening you fulfill another big thing of the sunnah <laughs> yeah and, and,
1: and subhanallah you know we we did we at that time because i i wasn't guaranteed that i will pass from the first time because lots of people go many many times you know oh okay uh, yeah So I I wasn't, you know, I I didn't know whether I will pass or not, but I have three, I think at that time, I I can do that three times. I didn't prepare myself, you know, that I will pass from the first time. So I, my husband asked me, so shall we speak to Sheikh and to my dad and to my mom? I said, do not speak to anybody, please, because (laughs) I don't know if I will pass on that day or not. So when I finished, I came, you know, out from the house and I contacted him. I said, Alhamdulillah, I pass. I got the ishaza now. He said, OK, shall, shall I call the sheikh? <laughs> you need to arrange that, that in advance because, you know, yes. you, at least you need to give the sheikh notice. Absolutely. So, subhanallah, it, it was fine. And the sheikh was, you know wasn't that busy on that day and Yeah. his father was and even my father was you know he ready to do that so everything was
0: so smooth just came uh, together yeah, so exactly yeah that's incredible and i know that when you were telling the ladies in the masjid once the moment when you opened so when you get the ijazah you get a certificate don't you with all the names on it leading back to the puff piece upon him tell me about that like what was your feeling when you when you read that certificate
1: well, uh, you know, I saw that certificate um, in my teacher's house and I yeah. was always looking at it and saying, do I will get one uh, this certificate one day? Yeah. Because especially when I started, I felt that, oh, it's the whole Quran, it's too much and you need to be very, very you know, careful about every single letter you are pronouncing. So at the beginning, I didn't expect that one day I will, you know, have that certificate yeah but subhanallah allah make it easy so easy for everybody who wants to do that and at the beginning for first few for example the for first few pages was really hard and subhanallah everything becomes so easy mm-hmm. and I, I i achieved it at the end so when yes, i read it, you you feel you, you can't definitely anybody will have this certificate and start to read the Sanad, um, as you mentioned uh, earlier, from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to the name of my teacher.
0: Mm. So
1: you feel that, oh, you, 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 definitely everybody will cry when, when, when they will read that.
0: Mm. Unfortunately,
1: unfortunately, I didn't bring my certificate with me because I didn't expect that I will stay in the UK for that long time. Mm. And unfortunately, my certificate was burned, um, oh. you know, because of the... But I, I brought with me, luckily, I brought with me many, you know, copies of it. But it's not the original one. The original yeah. one is by far completely different. It's very big certificate. So, yeah. 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 But Alhamdulillah, you know, the Quran should be in brain, not on, you know. <laughs> I know. I
0: said this to you. I said I'm jealous of you, Hiba, because anyway, you've sealed something bigger for the Akhirah on the Day of Judgment, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, alhamdulillah. And because, yeah, because of the war, you managed to retrieve your certificate subhanAllah. Um I'm gonna ask you Hiba because you've taught in our um, you know, in in our evening classes in Newcastle at Newcastle Central Mosque and um and in other places as well, at like Newcastle University, etc. What do you think about specifically like religious education, say in a country like Syria where you did your education compared to the UK? Is what are there is it better? Is it worse? Are some things better here or some things better there? What's your view on it? Um, I,
1: I I can't say it's it's here better or there better. It's, it's completely different. What I would say that it's completely different. And when I came to this country, I to be honest with you, I was a bit shocked because, for example, in my country, we never ever ever work for you know uh, we receive money for this job. It's, mm. it's not job you know it's it's something that we have to do yes this is the first thing when i came to this country you know i was really shocked when i worked for the first month and by the end of the month uh um, a teacher came to me with uh, with an envelope yes with money with yeah yeah, going, yeah what what's that <laughs> you know uh, she said yes Hiba, this is a proper job uh, she explained to me how it goes so this is the first thing that I, I didn't like, uh, to okay. be honest. Yeah, I, I like this this idea. And the second thing I would say that um, uh, here I feel that you know people learn uh, the Quran because they have to. Mm-hmm. In 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 somehow I don't know, but in Syria, people enjoy doing that. They don't feel that they have to do that. They do that mm. because they love it more mm-hmm. and for example we used to go to masjid because it's fun yeah uh, for example our session and only during summer by the way we never go to uh, masjid during winter except for example if you want to pray tarawih or something like that okay. but the the, the quran we, we normally go to masjid on uh, during summer holidays but you yeah. have three months we have in in syria we have okay. three months summer holiday so, and we, we used to go in the morning from 9 to 12 and lots of activities. Here, I don't feel previously, now I, I can see that this trend is happening now. Yeah. That lot of activities, lots of. So, I, I feel that these days, compared with 10 years ago, yeah. children started to enjoy going to masjid because of yeah. lots of activities islamic activities it's it's fun more fun now mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to previous 10 years
0: so yeah. i
1: assume that yeah this is a really positive movement
0: yeah and i and think also um also hiba you're you're based in in our mosque where they do do quite a lot of activities now but i think if you went in some of the other mosques you're right in in the uk maybe you'd get a shock <laughs> because we do quite a lot compared to some other places but I, yeah i understand what you're saying about
1: yeah yeah so yeah but but anyway i i was I, definitely for me for me mm. it, you know uh, masjids in syria pretty much mm. fun because i i lived in them since yes. i was five years old so yeah so i i can't compare maybe maybe for the children they really yeah. can't feel enjoy it or not but for me i was born in syria lived yeah. all my life in syria so yeah I, I loved, the, loved it there and I wish yeah. if my children you know could have this experience but mm. hopefully and inshallah I'm I'm pretty sure that with the movements I'm see, seeing now yeah uh, I'm sure that inshallah our children will enjoy going to masjid as much as we used to
0: yeah yeah I think you're right I think there is definitely a movement there's that awareness and it's really interesting you said about the payment as well so I think maybe for you it was a culture shock that things are different here because obviously we don't live in it's not a Muslim country so everything that's done in for Muslims has to be like by Muslims and it's got to be a lot more effort and people have to take the initiative yeah to give it yeah. so
1: uh, but yeah but Aisha I have to mention that this, there is nothing wrong with that yeah Yeah. Because- it's, it's absolutely fine and it's it's a very nice way for earning money really yeah. they, that, yeah. that's absolutely fine because it's Dean and and you know uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. they, they need something for their living so it's absolutely fine I'm not saying that it's wrong or right mm-hmm. no, no, that's absolutely fine but if if I want to compare this thing is shocked me but I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's wrong or something no no it's bit, uh, in contrast for me now if I have the choice, I will yeah. definitely earn money from, from working with, you know, you know from uh, Qur'an, for example. Yeah. It, it's good for people to have something for free because at the end, it's something for them, more rewards yes. on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, insha'Allah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So the other thing I wanted to ask, if there's any of our moms are listening and they are thinking I would like my child to, you know, memorize the Quran, which I'm sure most people would if, if they had the opportunity. Are there any tips that you can give us based on your experience of, um, you know, how you done, went about that journey? Yeah, so I would say that let them
1: love the quran the idea mm-hmm. of of quran the idea of memorization not for example enforcing them uh, hardly or because they want to be proud of them or something like that no the the main thing is let them love it let them understand what they they read and why they do uh, why they they should memorize it of course as since they are young we mm-hmm. we need to to start you know, put these ideas in their brain, explaining to them what Quran is, what it's talking about, why Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala asked us to, to read it, to memorize it, to understand it and working uh, and work what, what we read, not only just memorization. So mainly by loving it, mainly. And yeah. trust me, if, if you give the children all this and make them love it, they will memorize that by themselves even without telling them, go and memorize, go and memorize. Eventually, and this is what happened with me. My mom and dad never pushed me hard or even my sisters to mm. memorize the Quran. No, we, we did that because we started to feel that the meaning in the Quran and, mm. and why would we have to memorize the Quran? And yes, we did it because we loved the idea. And SubhanAllah, when you memorize it, you, you move to another stage from understanding and working and you know you know what I mean yeah so yeah so it's it's so by loving every single thing about it not just enforcing them to memorize that's a really really
0: valid and important point I wanted to also ask you about. you know some people never like they can read the Quran but they never ever study the Tajweed rules and obviously you have perfect Tajweed alhamdulillah and what and you've helped me teach ladies who are even you know older than you and I because there's never an age limit to learning um Tajweed for any person whether they're young or old first of all how important is it that they do have good Tajweed and how can they improve their Tajweed what do you think about that?
1: I would say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to read the Quran as he told us to read and I personally believe that we, we all need to learn Tajweed. I understand that some ladies at specific age, to be honest, and they might find it a little bit difficult to pronounce it properly. And I, I believe that Allah knows. So what we have to do is to practice and do our best to the try as best as they can and there is nothing impossible when i started here at the beginning let's let's go back 10 years ago i thought that some people will never ever uh, pronounce for the, for example few letters that we have in arabic like kha for example like qaf something like that properly mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but by practicing i was shocked that they did it Really, Mm -hmm. which means practice really makes perfect. Mm. So, yes, some people will find it difficult at the beginning. But trust me, practice makes perfect. So what I would say that everybody should practice as much as they can and do their best. And that's it. Yeah, I understand that some people will find it difficult. And they thought that I will never, ever pronounce this letter before. But wallahi, I've seen lots of people, you know, from the study circle, they mm. they started with kaf instead of off, for example. And eventually they are now pronouncing, pronouncing it perfectly, perfectly, so, which which means that there is nothing impossible. And regardless of the age, everybody can do it. And if they can't from the first time, second time, 10 time, million times, that's fine. That's fine. Just keep it practicing. That's it.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's really, really valuable advice to The final thing I wanted to ask you about Hiba, is you're a mom of three, mashallah. Um, do you feel like your views of sort of parenting have changed since you've become a mother yourself? Definitely, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yeah the whole life has changed dramatically and uh, more pressure in, in this country maybe maybe for example i always say that to my husband for example if i was in syria i don't have to work that much in mm. terms of working in arabic because they are arab at the end and yes they yeah, have yeah. to 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 practice the arabic as much as the english Mm. Uh, So, and I have really, I found it really difficult to let them speak the formal Arabic and memorize the Quran as much as Mm -hmm. we used to do that. And uh, uh, for example, memorize, even memorizing the Quran. uh, So, so it's, it's really difficult for me especially with with the life in this country and people are you know I'm um, for example busy with other things
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, it's it's a quite challenging yeah but and we we you know we we women are super women we are yeah <laughs> so eventually yeah it's it's hard but yeah. it's not impossible so we, we we can do that inshallah we can and by yeah. dua of course so i can't stress that enough uh, everything we do We just need to do two things. The first thing is to do du'a always, always du'a for our children. This is really, really very important. And the second thing is to do our best, not to just make du'a without doing anything. So, yes, so do everything and make du'a and I'm pretty sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect them for us.
0: Inshallah, I Amin. Mean, Amin, I mean. Jazakum Khairan, Um Hiba, it's been absolute pleasure to catch up with you again. Um, and I'm sure our listeners benefited immensely from your valuable advice. I know that I did. And we will see you all again on the next podcast, inshallah. as alaikum.